0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast for wellness warriors and wisdom. I'm Ashley and I'm your host today. I wanted to jump right into the topic of cold and flu season. It is upon us. I have seen so many people dropping left and right from the flu, especially this year and just lots of cruddy things. And no matter what it is, it, it tis the season, guys. Um, unfortunately, it's like we packed the the Christmas decorations away and sent our New Year's traditions and all the good things that go along with us, and then bam, everybody started getting sick. I'm sure people were getting sick beforehand too, but I wanted to share with you some um, tips that i use in my household for myself and my family my kids included some of my friends that are willing to walk down this path with me um and that's the herbal medicine way i have always been intrigued by herbal medicine i have used herbal medicine most of my adult life especially my parenting life since i became a mother i have always been intrigued by herbal medicine and natural remedies and it's ironic because i worked in western healthcare in a hospital in doctors offices urgent cares um for like 17 18 years and i loved every second of it and i truly believe that Western culture, Western medicine really has it going on when it comes to emergency care, emergency medicine. Um, We are some of the best in the world at emergency medicine, but what we're not the best in the world at is just regular wellness and taking care of ourselves and prevention and treatment that doesn't make you sicker than you were before you started the treatment. Um, and so a little bit of background into why, well, I can't tell you exactly why I'm intrigued by it. I guess it's just how God made me. But I grew up on a farm in East Tennessee, and I remember as a little girl walking around Um, during the summer or you know whatever month it was and my dad anytime he was home he was outside pretty much and so I would go out there with him and walk around and I would pick these little flowers and make a little bouquet of what I thought was the most beautiful bouquet of wildflowers in the world and oftentimes my dad would just smile and nod and he would point out if I needed to drop something usually because it was poison ivy which knock on wood as of yet today I have never had um a breakout from poison ivy so and I have held it in my hands because I thought it was part of the beautiful foliage in my bouquet um so thankfully that continues with me throughout my life but it's important to know what that looks like um Oftentimes, though, I would come back to the house with my beautiful bouquet, and my mom would exclaim, oh no, put those down, those are weeds, Um, because in her mind, that probably meant allergies and unwanted bugs or things in the house, so I rarely was allowed to bring them in the house, and rightfully so, because pollen and stuff like that just really um, bothered a lot of my family's allergies. If you can hear me now my allergies are a little on the edge too so I get it but this year um, I for Christmas I decided to make my own homemade elderberry syrup and for those of you that don't know a lot about elderberry elderberry is a powerful a powerful herb and it can be grown like you can you can go and buy the plant and plant it in your yard and grow it yourself or you can find it in the wild and i can tell you on my parents property elderberry is everywhere um, there's also some look-alikes that can be poisonous so you have to be really careful um so my two cents is if you are not a thousand percent sure of what the herb is that you're using, you shouldn't use it, and you should probably get it from a safe source, like purchase it from a co-op or order it online from a credible source. Um, You just don't wanna risk (laughs) harming yourself or others because, Um, As much as I love herbal medicine, I can tell you that it can also be super dangerous. I'm very intrigued by the healing powers in plants and plant medicine and all that nature has to offer, Um, but I I feel like there's a little bit of a cultural mix-up sometimes that people think that, oh, it's in nature, it's got to be good for me. And that's not always the case. And one day I will talk to you about some of those plants. But today I just want to start out simple. You can actually find this recipe probably online. I found um, this recipe, the main recipe that I used for the elderberry syrup on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I have lots of boards on Pinterest to do with herbal medicine and healing naturally and things like that. So feel free to um, peruse pinterest or other search engines trying to find the right recipe that works for you i will tell you i did follow this person's recipe pretty well but i also like changed some things and that is the unique thing about herbal medicine and one of the reasons why i'm having this talk today is in 2024 i've decided to start keeping um a book of the recipes that i have tweaked or that have I have made my own um and a lot of it has to do with taste you know what my taste buds are telling me or um if it's if it's mixed with multiple herbs like there might be an herb that I feel like I need more of in the mixture than another. And so my recipe measurements might be different than someone else's and that's okay. Um, that is the neat thing about herbal medicine oftentimes is that it can just be, um, curated to the person, you know, it it can be specific to the person. And quite honestly, you know, if you go to your doctor's office, most of the time they are trying their best to, Um, when they give you a prescription to make it specifically for what you need because the person next door may need a higher dose or a lower dose. So one size does not always fit all with herbal medicine, but Homemade elderberry syrup is actually super simple. It does take some time, but I like to make mine in the slow cooker. You can make it on the stovetop. That's also a nice, yummy way if you've got like a slow, rainy day that you're going to be at home and you've got the time to really put into it. Um, That is a fun, energetic way to make the elderberry syrup at home. I don't live that life too often so this slow cooker was nice because I could put my ingredients in there in the order that it needed to be in and then I could turn it on and essentially walk away and do all the other things that I need to do knowing that it would be um, cooking the way that it needed to be without me having to pour over it the whole time. So a lot of times people like to use elderberry tea. I know I've used that a lot. Um, tinctures different things like that elderberry in general to help boost immunity during the cold and flu season Um, also I've heard many folk medicine recommendations that say to use it as I say treatment very loosely because this is not medical advice but this is like the old folks (laughs) supposedly saying this like at the start of a cold or the flu or symptoms, you know, you change your dosing, so to speak, um, or how you take it, uh, to be a little bit more potent than it would be to use to prevent anything. So, um, anyway, I love to be able to make my own herbal remedies, things that I can kind of boost my own immune immune system or, or help my systems be a little bit clean running if that makes sense. I also feel like in a world in our culture now where healthcare is not as as accessible as it should be, also medications are astronomically expensive sometimes. Not everyone has access to health insurance. Or if you do have access to it, um, the wait time to get in to see your doctor, get the medications or treatments that you need might be a really, really long wait. And sometimes, because I have experienced that myself, and I've also seen many of my patients over the years when I worked in healthcare experience those same feelings, sometimes to me herbal remedies, herbal medicine, however you want to call it, feels a, like a way of being proactive in my own healthcare um and supporting myself and taking control in a way that sometimes our modern day westernized healthcare doesn't allow us to do and i will say this is not medical advice so please don't Please don't take this, you know, as like I'm telling you, this is a prescription. It's not. This is just home remedies from folk medicine, something to try to help you out. Always check with your doctor or physician before you start taking any kind of herbal supplements. Like I said before, just because something says it's natural does not mean that it can't harm you. And one of the things that can happen with herbal medicine is it can have the potential to interact with medications or supplements that you're already taking. So it's really important if you really want to go down the herbal medicine route um, to meet with a qualified herbalist. Um, Clinical Herbalist is a great place to start and also talk to your doctor about it. Um, Many of our physicians in Western culture aren't well versed in it, but they do have the resources to be able to connect to see if the medications that you're prescribed will interact um, with herbal remedies or supplements that you're looking into. So let's get started with talking about um, elderberry syrup. So when I say syrup, I don't mean like maple syrup that you're going to pour over your pancakes. Sweet syrup like that. Um, As far as herbal medicine is concerned or herbal type supplements, I would say that the elderberry syrup is a little bit sweeter than I'm used to. I've been using herbal teas um, and remedies for many years and I am used to the bitterness that can sometimes come with herbal remedies. Um, Not everyone is so used to that so it's kind of funny um to watch people's reactions when they try it for the first time so elderberry is a superfood. it's antioxidant rich it boosts your immune system it smells good Uh, many people love the taste of it you can um, use it by itself or you can put it on your pancakes if you want to um you can put it in a tea you can put it in a smoothie my mom could not really stand the taste of it and so she put hers in a smoothie and um, it was great just be careful not to dose too much um So for a lot of people that are on the herbal route of trying to take care of themselves, they use this for their families and for themselves to try to help counter cold and flu symptoms um, because elderberries contain lots of vitamin C and antioxidants and those have known, been known for ever basically to help build your immunity and potentially lessen the chances of getting sick. Um, Specifically, antioxidants are powerful and they're shown to prevent cell damage and boost immunity. So it's funny, I've had a lot of people say like, "Eh, does that really work? And I mean, there's been some studies out there. I do think there needs to be more studies. I am all about evidence base and research. I love that. That's the scientist in me. I do think there always needs to be more research into the herbal world um, to validate it and also to protect people. Um, But there have been some studies that do support that it taking the elderberry syrup on a regular basis can reduce the length of time of if you do get sick like a cold can last like around 10 days or so and oftentimes it can lessen your symptoms and lessen the length of time that you're sick Um, there's even research that show that it could support heart health Um, improve your antioxidant status and have a variety of anti-cancer, anti-diabetes, anti-inflammatory effects. So even if you're not trying to prevent a cold or the flu or treat the symptoms of Um, it's still really good for you. It's full of vitamin C and really good things for you. And we live in a world where inflammation is rampant. I can tell you personally, I am going through a time of lots of inflammation in my body. I'm feeling a lot of pain and aches and, um, pains that normally I don't have. And I know a lot of it has to do with inflammation from the holidays and I'm having to try to like rebalance my body and see how it goes. And I believe that the elderberry syrup has been helping me with that. So back at Christmas this year, I decided to try my hand at making the elderberry syrup in the crock pot and it was successful So for Christmas, I went to Hobby Lobby and I got some of these beautiful glass containers with corks. They were smaller. Um, My daughter laughed and said they looked like something off of Harry Potter, um, like a potion bottle or something. I just thought they were really pretty um, and would make for good gift giving because my plan was to keep a bottle for us here at home. Actually, I kept two because I'm a household of five. And then also give one to my parents, give one to my grandmother, and then give one to my dear friend, Kelly, who is also, um, I have claimed her as my herbalist mentor because she is an amazing herbalist and I have learned so much from her. So I wanted to gift her uh, my first batch of elderberry syrup that I made Uh, from this method so it was really neat really easy so some of the things that you would want to consider um if you are going to try the elderberry syrup like try to take it yourself is how much should you take right so it for adults it's basically um One tablespoon of syrup four times a day as soon as you start to notice symptoms like from a cold or the flu or something like that. Um, So one tablespoon up to four times a day if you're an adult. It might be a little bit different for kids. So if you're just looking to try to boost your immune system, then I would say a teaspoon a day would probably be a good place to start. Um, if you're feeling a little bit more run down, you don't necessarily have symptoms of anything, but you're just feeling like your immune system might be on the low end and you want to give it an extra boost, a boost, an extra teaspoon is not going to harm you. It'll probably help a little bit. I will say be careful because if you take too much at once, it can cause some stomach upset, especially if you're already kind of prone to that. So be careful. I do know someone that ran into that recently um so if you are trying to find your ingredients here's some tips i like organic i know it sounds cliche but there is a reason why we want to go for organic so try to stick with organic stuff if at all possible so dried elderberries is going to be your number one ingredient Um, again stick with organic if you can I had a hard time finding mine this time of year. I didn't really want to order online if I didn't have to. I am lucky enough to live in Asheville, North Carolina, and we have a place in downtown called The Herbiary, and they are amazing. They have all kinds of really cool stuff in there, especially for herbalists, and they have, they had little packets of dried elderberries. It was a little bit more expensive, but I can tell you that it gives you some peace of mind to know that it's sourced locally, it's done the right way, and you know what you're getting. Like, There's no doubt that you know what you're getting. You can also order online. Um, There's some places that you can order uh, dried elderberry. I would just make sure that you check to see where it's coming from. Um, Who makes it? Is it organic? Is it, you know, trade friendly? Like, is it all the good things, you know? Um, Also, make sure that it's not mixed with anything else. Like, you just want direct dried elderberry. Also, um, I thought I was going to need a lot more elderberry than I did and I ended up making way more than I initially thought. So maybe start with the base of your recipe. I ended up doubling mine because I was making mine for gifts for Christmas and I thought, well, the more the merrier, right? Um, So if you're just making it for your household, you might wanna go on the more modest end of the ingredients. So um, dried elderberries, water. So I like to use filtered water it's not necessary i do have some thoughts on if you're able to use well water i mean you want to make sure that the water is safe basically but um filter water is fine fresh ginger so i found my fresh ginger just at my local supermarket Um, I like the ginger root, not the powder, but the ginger root. You will have to peel it a little bit. It does have like a peeling on the outside. You don't really want that. It doesn't have a good taste to it. So you would get the outside peeling off and then you would use it in thin slices. I literally just used like a potato peeler to peel mine. It was really easy. And then ground cinnamon. Um, You can just use that. I used mine out of the cupboard. It was fine. And then honey. So I like to use raw honey and I like to use honey that is sourced from the region that I live in. And there's a couple of reasons for that in my mind. So my main reason is i have terrible seasonal allergies and if i and this was actually recommended to me by an allopathic doctor when i was a teenager i had allergies so bad that they wanted to put me on allergy shots and that was way before insurances ever wanted to pay for that um but the doctor recommended that we find raw honey that was sourced local to the region that we're from and like, well, that we live in, and to take a teaspoon of that a day every day is like a prophylactic-type remedy to help allergies. And he described it to us as it was kind of a, a way to be an immunization to introduce the local allergens to my body in a healthy, positive way. Obviously, if you have severe allergies, this might not work. This might make it way worse. so if that's the case, you're clear of that. Um, but I like to use my local honey not only for that because what's in your local honey is oftentimes like what's you're in in your environment every day, the pollen that you are around every day, the plants. Um, that you are being subjected to every day that you might have some allergies to. And not only that, but it's also helping the pollinators in your area. Like it's a full circle thing. It's a beautiful thing. So try to find the local honey as best you can. I live in a part of the country where local honey is kind of abundant, so I am super happy and know that I'm very fortunate to have that in my literal backyard, Um, but the other thing about honey to keep in mind is that, well, number one, you shouldn't give it to infants or kids under the age of one because of some... Um, bacterial issues that can happen with them. So definitely don't be using this on kiddos under the age of one. Check with your pediatrician before you give it to your kids anyway. Also, when you are adding your honey, you want to make sure that your solution that your ingredients have cooled down because you never want to add honey into super duper hot liquid or boiling liquid because it can it it changes the components it changes the chemistry of the honey itself okay so some of the kitchen tools that i used i just used a small little black crock pot that i got from walmart or target and i don't even remember how many quarts it is but it's small Um, So I used that. I have a mesh strainer, just a regular mesh strainer, nothing fancy, Uh, a mixing bowl. And then I also used a funnel. That's not necessary, but I highly recommend it. That wasn't necessarily on any of the recipe blocks that I looked at, but the funnel made a huge difference in my patience of having to do this. So, um, okay, so first you wanna peel the ginger and cut it into thin slices. And there's no like set recipe for like how much ginger you shouldn't use or should use, whatever. Keep in mind that ginger is warming. It's kind of spicy. So the more you use, the warmer your syrup is gonna be and the spicier it can be because we are literally cooking this through. Um, so think of like an eighth of an inch thick. So super thin slices. You want to put all your ingredients into your crock pot or slow cooker except for the honey. The honey is going to come in as the very last thing at the very end once you have everything else done. So, put all your ingredients except for the honey into the crock pot, give it a stir, and then cover and cook it on low for eight hours. Eight hours on low, okay? And don't... (laughs) don't do the speed up process that i tend to do when i'm making food sometimes i'm like oh no like i literally did this today i was like shoot i meant to put my dinner in the crock pot earlier today so it could really do the low slow cook and of course time got away with from me and i botched that and i'm like okay well hi it is don't do that for the elderberry syrup it's not going to be the same you want this slow and low for eight hours don't pop it up to high to make it go faster so once um you've cooked it in the crock pot for eight hours i did go every couple of hours and just kind of like put my wooden spoon through it and kind of stirred it around just to make sure all the ingredients were throughout the entire thing. You don't, it doesn't, none of the recipes I read told me I had to do that. I just felt like I should do that. So I did. Um, so once the eight hours is up, turn off your slow cooker. You want to take it off heat so don't put it on the warm setting at all just like completely take it off heat and allow it to cool to room temperature don't put it in the fridge or freezer just let it cool for room temperature i let mine cool down overnight um so some places i saw you could uh if you wanted to mix up that cool down process because the crock pot porcelain can get so hot and keep it hot for a long time you can pour it into the mixing bowl that's not necessary but just know that that can help speed up your process so once your syrup is to room temperature or it's just kind of like on the warm side not the hot side then you can add the honey and you want to really stir that honey in really well um, you want the, the solution to be cool so that it doesn't damage the en- enzymes and the healing properties of the honey. So that was when I was talking about, you know, it per- the heat of a liquid can potentially change the chemistry and, and compound of the honey itself. So make sure that you're putting the honey in. It's the very last thing, stirring it up good when it's at room temperature or cooled down. So finally, you wanna put the um, get whatever container, like if if you don't wanna be fancy and put it in the little bottles for gifting, you can just use a mason jar or a jar with a lid, a container with a lid. I prefer glass um, because plastics have so many unknowns and you don't want things seeping into your uh, syrup. So I like to use glass. You can just use a jar. You wanna put your uh, mesh strainer above the mouth of the jar. And you wanna, I just did it by spoonfuls. I put this, you know, a spoonful into the the strainer and um, I pushed down. I only did like a few spoonfuls at a time because my mesh strainer is really small and I was going into a small jar. So I did it a little bit at a time on top of my funnel into the jar so that it wouldn't make a huge mess. And then I would just put the berries, once I had strained out all the liquid from the berries, I would put it off to the side so that I can compost that and I would do some more. And it didn't take me forever to do this. I thought oh holy smokes it's gonna take me forever to do this it really didn't um so i just put some good music on and and started doing that and you want to squeeze out as much juice as possible from the berries before you put those off to the side um so to save time if you just wanted to like put it in a jar and then later put them into smaller containers for people you can just put it in a big mouth jar. Um, That would be totally fine too. So how you want to keep this, keep it in your refrigerator. It can only stay good for like two to three weeks. Um, But you have to keep it refrigerated. I keep mine in the sealed jar, uh, like the mason jar with the lid on tight or with the containers with the cork in it. It's just airtight. Um, You can put it really in any liquid container that's going to keep. That's fine. Um, I'm trying to think, let's see. Cool, dark place is always important. Um, so think if there might be any side effects. So it's this, this elderberry syrup is meant to boost your immune system. Um, some parts of the elderberry plant and trees, they're not meant to be taken into the body. Um, so it's important to know that berries that are not ripe yet the bark, the seeds, those can cause your stomach some upset and they can cause other unpleasant side effects too if it's ingested. So really do your research before you do anything with herbal medicine. Cooking the berries like this um, is the safest way to use the elderberry. So I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I do want everybody to know that like this is just a home remedy. This is not... I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not trying to prescribe you anything. These are just herbal remedies passed down throughout the years. So... Um, oh, I do need to tell you guys your ingredient amount. Okay, so... I used the original recipe for, like, a normal recipe size. I ended up doubling because of trying to give them for gifts for Christmas. But your... Typical recipe that you could start out with for just like your household and maybe a little extra um, is a half a cup of dried elderberries. For water, it's going to be two and a quarter cups, so two cups and then a quarter cups of water. For your fresh ginger, so super thin sliced ginger, um, four slices, okay, and then a half. One half teaspoon of cinnamon, which that's optional. You can also leave cinnamon out if somebody's allergic to it or just doesn't like it. And then a fourth cup of honey. So it's really easy to make this i was super pleased with how it came out it was really entertaining to me when i gave this elderberry syrup away as a gift the bottles were absolutely gorgeous i named it after someone in my family that had since passed away and um, my grandmother's mother i named it after her and she was kind of an inspiration for the time in the world where herbal medicine and herbal and folk remedies was very important. So I just felt inspired to name it after her. Um, And that really spoke to, I think, my mom and my grandmother's hearts because they remember her very well, and they were very heavily influenced by her more so than me because um, they were around her much longer, and she passed away when I was a little girl. So I will say the entertainment piece to me was... So in my household, I am up for trying anything when it comes to herbalism. Um, my husband has come a long way and now he asked for it. Like he had something going on with his skin the other day and he was asking me like, don't you have some kind of herbal something to put on this? And I just kind of smiled and laughed and I'm like, yeah, like this is good. Like he's actually preferring this over, you know, just give me some sort of like over the counter stuff from the pharmacy. Um, and then, uh, so his reaction was perfect. He said like when he tried it, he was like, eh, it's not good. It's not bad. I know I'm taking it for the purpose of making me well. So it's about mindset too, you know? So if you're not used to herbal, Type things like my mom. Um, she took it and she I know she didn't want to hurt my feelings, and so she's like, Oh, it was good, and I'm like, No, I know you, it's not good. She's not used to non-synthetic things like that, so I knew she wouldn't like it. I knew it would be hard for her, and she then admitted, like, yeah, it's kind of hard to take. And she asked me then, can I mix it in a smoothie and make it easier to take that way? And I said, Yeah, that would be great. So you try it that way, and that's what she. She did and it, it worked well for her um and honestly they her and my dad both had been exposed to someone that was highly contagiously sick and after her taking the elderberry syrup as far as we know she has not gotten sick since so and it's been a few weeks now so that's great Um, And then, of course, my dear friend, Kelly, who is my herbal mentor, um, I gave her the bottle and the next day her text message read, this is delicious. And I know that she meant it in a genuine way. So it was kind of funny to me because all of our opinions are different based on our experience and based on what we know and our mindset around herbalism. Anyway, I know this chat is a little bit longer than it normally is. I am hoping to share more and more of the herbal remedies that I have tried and my opinions on them. And maybe how you can make some for yourself and try to keep you and your family and loved ones well. I hope this was entertaining. I hope you try it. If you do, I would love to hear your thoughts on how it turned out or something that you might want to change or add or take away. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, be well.